Man, I'm so Cleveland, it's a goddamn shame. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of The Ohio Report. I'm here with the second episode. A little bit of an introduction on me and a little bit of a, uh, my breakdown of AIW's Point Break, which I talked about in episode one. I was asked by uh, John Thorne to do my reactions of what I thought about what happened at Point Break. So uh, I pretty much what this episode is going to be all about. For, for the most part, and to, to start things off, my name is Heavy Set. That is, that's what I go by on Twitter. It's, uh, it's a name that was given to me by a friend a very long time ago. Yeah, and it's, it's the PG nickname uh, because that's, yeah, that's what I am on like on Xbox and a lot of my URLs. I get assigned to me through like Facebook and everything, but that is that's the name I I go by. I I can be referred to as Justin, but it's just easier to go by Heavy Set. I have been an independent wrestling fan for a, a year now. That's and that's all started with the local Ohio scene. Uh, it was right around the time of the JT Lightning Memorial Show, and they live that I first heard about AIW, and I was just very intrigued of you know what these people were all about. And at the same time, one of the one of the podcasts that I'm a part of, the AllWrestling.com we can review the community that we have through that. There's a guy in England who goes by the name of PK Punk, who is a big independent wrestling enthusiast. One of the very few people of that community that talk independent wrestling. You know, there, there was names always thrown around by him that I, you know, I'd hear and, and I'd want to look into. And between that and listening to the art of wrestling, I just figured why not dip into this this scene and and see what's going on in Ohio. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that we have one of the best indie scenes around. Like within the United States, you know, big in California big around Philly on that part of the East Coast I believe you know from Chicago to here it's, it's one it's, it's a great spot for independent wrestling and AIW is one of my favorites if not the favorite organization I have been to every show since the Black Friday show which was Eleanor 7 and I was pretty much immediately hooked on the product and I've, I've grown into the scene of not only you know going to every show I've made tons of friends and AIW is phenomenal and I will always preach the gospel of AIW to people around the world that I talk to people around the United States that I talk to you know check them out you know watch some of the stuff on youtube get something on smart mark video buy a dvd it's for watch some of these free matches that they put out and i've, I've always looked at the indie scene around here as aiw is equivalent to what ecw was like i mean you have those fans like myself that show up every single event and some of the wrestlers you know know me for certain things some, some know me by name some know me by face i think that that speaks volumes of you know what this scene is like and it's just not your normal names um i always say 
say, for example, I know Gregory Iron knows me by name, Johnny Gargano, he, he knows me by, a, a little bit by name, and there's a few other wrestlers that I know that know me by face. But th th it's just kind of an introduction on who I am. That is a little introduction of Heavy Set, and I want to thank AIW for not only pr not actually not only for producing the shows that they do for that helped get me involved and get really drawn into it, but I want to thank AIW for promoting the first episode and the launch of Ohio Indie Report. I want to thank John Thorne for giving me a little bit of feedback and uh, giving me the idea for this episode too. And one person that I, it's, I, it's, he's the reason why I'm doing this. And that is uh, Chandler Biggins. I asked Chandler Biggins what he thought of the interview that I did with Jock Samson. And I, I, I emailed him the clip of it. And I, when I saw him at Point Break is when I asked him. And he said, you know, it was great. I, I was really feeling it. You know, I just wish you had your own show because he didn't really get to listen to the whole episode of the PKNH Independent Spectacular on the Trending Topics Network. So those words, I wish you had your own show. I, I immediately went, you know, hey, you know, I'm on the Trending Topics Network. You know, that's the network I'm a part of. And you know, there's I have a show, but right now it's all, it's all football, NFL related. So there's really nothing I can do to get get out of this. And you know, but I'm like in the off season, you know, I could definitely have them on, have anybody on Anything Goes, which is just that Anything Goes. We can talk about anything. I can make one, you know, all about a particular event going on in AIW. And that, that was that. And really, the next day when I was at work, uh, I was thinking about the whole thing, and I know Podbean is a free uploading site. There was other things about it, and I, I looked into it, and I just said, I could do my own show from here and get it on iTunes and everything. And it, like, it could be my own podcast just for me. So, I, I just took the ball, ran with it, and then within 24 hours of that moment, first show was created. I created it in such a quick... That's why the editing not too great on it. I apologize for it. I'm really not sure how great the editing is going to be on this one, so only time will tell after it's done. But definitely thank you, any and everybody who's followed me on Twitter. Not only me, but the show definitely follow the show i want to get the show out there i've actually had a few wrestlers follow the show and whether they listen to it or not i want to give a very special shout out and things go to actually the very first follower of this show on twitter was veronica ticklefeather other notable names to follow are the very first guest jock sampson davy vega a uh, hot commodity matt mason and also dave christ probably helps that uh, i'm using for right now ohio is for killers logo so thank you for following if you're listening thank you for listening i'm just trying to get out everything i can of the independent scene so with all that being said on to this week's episode it's it's going to be quite short there's nothing much i can say about this it would help if i took notes but i'm sorry i did not take any type of notes it's going to be better once i get into to the groove of, of doing this of do, doing like breakdowns especially on on aiw shows whether i'm going to take notes on my phone i'm going to am going to do live tweets of, of uh, match results so if, if you can't make a show follow us on twitter and you will get the results right after they happen so starting off with the opening uh, unannounced match of dustin rays versus or whatever you want to call this guy like i don't know if he's a one-time show or not but like i said before seeing dustin rays back in action was awesome and i i, I don't want this to be a one-time thing in aiw just this one match i want to see dustin rays more I, I really like what he brought i do think it's almost a rip off of my my uh kind of quote gimmick of Fat Shredder because he had the uh, this mask thing on and Fat Shredder is a long story it's actually probably about the die 
It's just a long story, so I'm not going to get into per se right now. But it was a good match for it being a squash match. And like I said, I really hope not putting that on the card is just kind of like a sign. They're going to work with Dustin Reyes more, but they just wanted to keep it a secret for this one-time event. Next up, Ethan Page with his valet, Silesia Sparks. I'm really hoping I probably pronounced that name right. With his match versus Davey Vega, which Ethan Page won. I, I really ha have nothing much to say about this match. I do like Davey Vega. I do like Ethan Page, especially Ethan Page. Like I said in the interview, you know, this is a guy who had a pre-show match, and, you know, we all... All of us fans wanted back, and AIW did just that. They brought him back, and I'm, I'm really enjoying what's going on with him, uh, especially with this whole thing with Slezia Sparks, something, uh, if I can remember right, some uh, kind of like a tension, and like he threw her down, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm really looking forward to see what's going to go on more with that. And Davey Vega, I mean, I love Davey Vega, but I, I'm, I'm, I really want to see Matt Fitchett uh, heal up, and I want to see... Uh, that that tag team back in action. Seeing Davey Vega is fun. You can throw him in any match. I'm go I'm going to watch it. He he's a great entertainer, a excellent up and comer that I very much enjoy watching. Really, there's just not much else for me to say about this match going off memory. Uh, the Submission Squad versus Jock Samson and his uh, mystery tag team partner of his Bull Rope Conway, which Submission Squad did beat. I, I really believe the end of this match was almost predictable uh, especially when they were treating the bull rope like the tag team partner even though it was predictable it was still funny still fun to watch i absolutely love the submission squad they're entertaining as hell and, and jock samson at the same time too i think throwing these guys together is excellent whether they are in a, in a team together whether they're against each other it's actually kind of funny because i think uh, right when I, I was just starting to really get used to everything in aiw because the first few shows i was i was just watching and i was you know paying attention to what was going on with the, you know the fans uh how the wrestlers act and just just getting to know the organization first i really didn't care much for jock samson i really didn't care much for the submission squad but the more the more i seen the more and more i liked and, and now i just feel like i can't say enough about submission squad and jock samson there's not many other people in this promotion that have the same thing that they do the only per other person i can think of off the top of my head that i love watching uh, and he was not at this show was, is marion fontaine what he brings in the ring comic wise absolutely hilarious whether he's a heel whether he's a face like i said i i really want to sit down and watch this match again because i like like i said i was very much entertained to the point where i want to see it again of uh, the next match mia yim versus veda scott a like I said in my interview, I was very torn between this match. Veda Scott and Mia Yim are both my favorites uh, in women's independent wrestling, and seeing them against each other doesn't help at all. And, you know, with Veda Scott coming out on top, uh, I, I really like what, what is going on with her and Gregory Iron. I love this combo, especially, you know, for this, you know, they were both on the, the losing streaks. Gregory Iron, you know, with losses against, like, Matt Cross, Josh Prohibition, uh, even in the tag team match against the two with Cole Cabana uh, losing, you know, he was just on this really bad losing streak. Veda Scott, too, with her last match, you know, losing to Sarah Del Rey, one of the greatest women's wrestlers in the world. And to lose to her, I thought that that was a big thing for Veda Scott. Having her team up with Gregory Iron, have, it seems like they're both righting their wrongs and getting wins out by any means necessary. And I absolutely love it. Mia Yim, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going on with her at the same time, because it seemed like she was very upset to lose that match. So to see what was going to go forward with her, especially losing against Allison K, the last girl's night out. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen to her. And then the impromptu match, like I talked about, Gregory Iron and Josh Prohibition. This was predictable, pretty much. 
the fact that, you know, they, they were instituting this four count for Gregory Iron because Veda had a rule and stated for Gregory Iron that for him to lose the match, he needs to be pinned for four count but he only has to pin for a three count. I really knew that would be the focus point of it. I think it, it went over very well. I, like I said, I enjoyed the match. And I think the only person that would complain about this is King Kong Bundy, obviously, with you know, the five count. And then I, I don't think there's much to say about BJ Whitmer versus Eddie Kingston, seems how, you know, it didn't happen. And, you know, we had this, we had this run-in from Nixon. That whole thing went down. And with Duke revealing himself to be the head guy, you know, I could tell that it was a, a massive rewrite. Uh, I'm not going to say much else about it. Even though I could tell it was a rewrite, I still like how it was done. Um, I like the fact that they didn't sweep Nixon under the rug like it didn't happen because I thought the end of Absolution was one of the best ends to an event I have ever been to. That's counting WWE and anything because it was a cliffhanger ending and it was one of the few shows that as soon as it was over, I was just like I want the next show to be tomorrow so I could see what is going to go forward you know instead of you know waiting a, a month or so to where you're like okay you know, it's fine waiting you know this I'm like I want to know I want to know what's going to go what's going to happen next with this Nixon thing and I'm, I'm proud and I'm happy with AIW still going forward with it I think Nixon is going to be a, a turning point in AIW's history similar to Flexor Industries I think a lot of things happened at Absolution that that just made this whole thing bigger I don't think I could write a better better event. I could schedule a better event, anything like that, compared to what I saw at Absolution. And I think AIW is capable of more, and that's that's the thing that I love about them. So, go going back and review a little bit about Nixon and, and the Duke. Duke built himself as to giving Matt Wadsworth half of the money to hell buy his way back into AIW. It's because of that the Duke has some say-so. The members of Nixon aren't fired from AIW. They're still in AIW. You know, Bobby Beverly, Ricky Shane, Page and Eric Ryan, and they're going to get these matches. Like I said before, like during all this, Chess Flexer, you know, went went to embrace in a hug, like he was a part of the group, and he got, he got a beatdown because of it. So to prove that there is no connection between them, and like I said in the review, you know, massive what the hell. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And then moving on to the second half of the show, the Batiri with Veronica versus Aeroform with. Like I said, the Batiri uh, winning. I, I do love the Batiri as tag team champions. Honestly, I was, I was kind of pulling for Aeroform. They've been trying to get back to the titles. Almost worse than the Irish Airborne. The Batiri won. There's really nothing much I remember from this match. Like I said, I'm apologizing because I have no notes. I'm just reading the card and going off memory of, you know, just what strikes me a couple weeks later. And then Allison Kay, the AIW Women's Champion, put up her title against Crazy Mary Dobson. I expected two things out of this match. I expect it to be crazy because these two are crazy women. I've seen what they can do, which I, I stated in the Jock Samson interview. And the one thing that I didn't talk about is how a girl's night out, the social network, attacked Crazy Mary after her match. And I, I didn't think it was a one-off thing. It only made sense to me that this match was is going to end with somebody interfering on the behalf of the social network. And to explain who the social network is for those of you who don't know, Annie Social, Nikki St. John, I believe they added the member of Miss Heidi and their manager, Sammy Giordano. So I knew somebody was going to interfere. It just made the made the most sense, and it was Sammy came down and attacked Mary and caused her to lose the match. So Crazy Mary Dobson versus the Social Network seems to be something that they're going to build on, something to look forward to in AIW in, in the women's division. 
And one thing that I want to say, people like bitch about WWE and TNA of, you know, not having good enough women's divisions, good enough tag divisions. It's something I don't bitch about probably because AIW gives me great tag team and great women's wrestling. There's nothing more I could say. And they sometimes do women's tag team and it's still good. Still great wrestling. But moving on to another tag team match, uh, Future Shock versus the Irish Airborne. Uh, Irish Airborne coming on top. This, to me, was the match of the night. I, I hate to say for the next three matches, I felt dead because of how into I was with the Irish Airborne and Future Shock. I, I want to see more of Future Shock and AIW, and Irish Airborne is a powerful force in AIW in the tag team division. Dave and Jake both are phenomenal athletes, phenomenal wrestlers. I feel if you watch one match of theirs and you weren't entertained in one aspect or another, then you do not love this sport of professional wrestling. They brought it uh, kind of in, in, in a comedic sense because Dave had this thing he said prior to the match. It was, it was right in front of where I was sitting of like he said his name isn't Dave it's it's Frank because I just want to I want to be frank with you it just he was called we called him Frank the whole match and I think the Irish Airborne is one of the best tag teams around and I want to see more of them these these are two guys that you need to watch if you have not seen them and like I said the men Putting on the match with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, excellent. When I buy this DVD, I think that is another match I'm going to sit down and rewatch because of how awesome it was. After this, uh, we were s- supposed to get into what would be a triple threat match of Eric Ryan, Tim Donson, ACH for the AIW Absolute title. But instead, that's when it was announced that the other half of AIW is owned by Chess Flexer. He announced with Matt Wadsworth that Eric Ryan would not be getting his rematch for the the AIW Absolute title tonight, but instead there, there was a man walking around the back who didn't have a match who would be glad to wrestle him tonight, and when Johnny Gargano's music hit, he came out. It was a good match, but I just feel like for this match, the tag match and the world title match, I, like I said, I felt so drained from that tag team match. There's really not much else I really remember from Gargano and Ryan. I love what Gargano does. I love what Ryan does. And I think with Nixon, the whole ownership thing in AIW, this is one storyline that I'm really looking forward to of what's going to progress. And like I said in last week's episode, Gargano won, and post-match he was attacked by the other two members of Nixon. BJ Whitmer and Eddie Kingston came out to make the save, and that led us into the tag team match. One thing, I'm not, it's not really about the tag team match, but I really hope we do see Whitmer Kingston legit rematch down the road. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with putting them in this match against Ricky Shane Page and Bobby Beverly. And that ended with them going out the front door. I find it funny because, you know, when a match similar to this happened at Straight Outta Compton when it was BJ Whitmer, Johnny Gargano, and Tim Donst versus three members of Flexor Industries, which happened to be the Chad, Bobby Beverly, and Chess Flexor. When they went out the front door, majority of us, you know, rushed out, watched the match. And then when they did almost the same thing, we didn't run. And again, Again, I just felt so dead from the tag team match. I was like, I even said it to, I think, Tim Donst. I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'll catch it on the DVD. So seeing, seeing how that's going to play out will be very interesting. Like I said, not, I don't think anybody like went with the match. 
So, one thing to look forward to on the DVD. That led us up to the main event of Tim Donst and ACH. Tim Donst coming out on top. I do enjoy Tim Donst. I do enjoy ACH. These are two top competitors, especially ACH. I think he has had a, an uprising in the world of professional wrestling to get even get that tryout with Ring of Honor recently, being on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I think big things are to come with ACH, and I think it's not only on the world scene, I think it's an AIW too. And then at the end of the match, Nixon came out again, but they were ran off by Johnny Gargano, Eddie Kingston, and BJ Whitmer. So right now, the t- one of the top storylines going on in AIW is Nixon versus AIW. And it seems to be your front men are Gargano, Kingston, Whitmer. And I'm going to wonder if Daunt might be someone in there too. But o- overall, I feel that this was a good event. I always think with AIW, they either put on good shows, great shows, or excellent shows. They're, I've never walked away disappointed. And with this, like I said before, everything at Absolution is tied up. There was only a few things not tied up. Up, and I think some of those were t- uh, tag team matches, especially with Batiri and Aeroform. Everything going on with Gregory Iron and Veda Scott. And then Crazy Mary Dobson Social Network, but that happened after Absolution. So I wasn't expecting a lot out of this event because new things were going to start. And, you know, you, we're just going to watch things that happen here grow into bigger matches down the road, bigger storylines. Uh, we're going to see some of these wrestlers in different matches, maybe move on to something else. But to me, this was just a post-Absolution event and the next show which is hell on earth 8 which will be on black friday seems to be a long time it's like two months after this set event so i'm looking forward to when that happens because that's when i believe we'll see more and this is just planting the seeds of what's to come in aiw and i'm really looking forward to that that is pretty much it of what happened at aiw point break once again i'm apologizing for you know the lack of insight everything because it's been been a couple weeks and i've been very busy with a bunch of other stuff especially with this show and my other shows and football and and life in general so i have not so i really couldn't remember as much as i could have so i'm hoping when the next show happens on earth eight like i said on Black Friday, I'm hoping I have, I've got a little bit more of a grasp on everything on this show and on Twitter. So I will be, t- like I said, I'll be tweeting results, tweeting maybe things that are going on, which will be part of my notes. Definitely follow the show on Twitter at Ohio Report. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Heavyset. 330. Uh, other things with me, plugs that I, I have to throw out here at the end of the show, is I'm a part of the Trending Topics Network on Blog Talk Radio, and you can follow us at the TTNet. We have shows pretty much for everybody of uh, uh, video games, discussions, football, independent wrestling, movies, and kind of like a nostalgia show. Once again, the shows are Fat Ninja Game Talk Radio, The Fraudcast, NFL Easy Picks, The Real Motherfucking News, Old School at the Movies, the Independent Spectacular, and tunes so please check out those shows we have a lot to offer and you know we're only under a year old so please check us out you can find us on itunes follow us on twitter even have a facebook page but it's not used that much but hey we have a facebook page and if you like wrestling and you want you want to hear some of the things i I do in talk about when i talk about mainstream wrestling i am a weekly contributor to the allwrestling.com week in review as well as the impact players which is also on block talk radio and i am also friends with some of the people at the card subject change network especially jason rivera who has his shows wednesday night asked and answered and sundays with sunday school Wrestling Without Rules. And last but not least, there's my friends, the Pretty Swell Guys, two local comedians here in Ohio that talk about pretty much whatever's on their minds that week. Their podcast is the Pretty Swell Guys. Like I said, from movies to SNL to whatever. 
Sometimes they even talk with local comedians, but that's not all the time. I'm actually, to throw it out there as a plug, I am on episode 99, Crimson versus Fat Shredder. You can get more into the whole Fat Shredder thing, and that will pretty much does it for the plugs. Once again, thank you for listening. Please follow the show. Let me know your feedback. Hit me up on Twitter, my personal, or on the show. Both are perfectly fine. Or feel free to email the show at ohioindiereport at gmail.com. So thank you for listening, and I will catch you next week when I talk about more what's going on in the world of Ohio independent wrestling.